Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Caroline. And I'm Kristen. I feel like, Kristen, when um, when women get pregnant, uh, there are a lot of women who kind of treat it as a free-for-all. Not necessarily in a bad way, and I'm talking in terms of eating, not just like behavior and running naked in the streets. Let's let's drinking, we're fo- smoking. <laughs> we're focusing on pregnancy weight gain today, and I have known several people who kind of use pregnancy as an excuse to eat whatever they want. Yeah, I remember my mom telling me that when she was pregnant with her, uh, my oldest sibling, she was so excited because she went to the doctor. And he told her that she could gain some weight, and she was like, awesome. <laughs> and then she kind of way overshot and had some work to do after the baby was born. Right. Um, it's interesting how uh, different people have different um, amounts of weight that they can gain during pregnancy and that they are able to gain during pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Not ev- not everybody gains a lot of weight. I actually have uh, a girlfriend who initially lost weight mm-hmm. when she first learned that she was pregnant just because it n- immediately cut out drinking, just calories from alcohol. That's true. <laughs> that makes it sound Man. like she was drinking a lot. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, uh, beers. Yeah, one thing to think about in terms of people who lose weight right when they get pregnant is that, you know, you, you get in a mindset of, okay, well, I really need to take care of myself because I really need to take care of this baby. So if you're starting to eat, ideally, if you're starting to eat more healthy foods, you know, you have ideally cut out alcohol, <laughs> um, you know, it, it is possible that some people might lose weight right when they get pregnant. But the whole uh, thing of eating for two... Mm. Not necessarily the right mindset for pregnancy. Right. I was really surprised by how few calorie, how few extra calories you have to eat during yeah. when you're pregnant. Well, we, before we break down individually the uh, recommended calories per day and how the weight that you gain during pregnancy is distributed, let's go over just on average how much um, weight it's recommended that pregnant women gain. Right. The American Congress of Obstetricians and Gynecologists uh, says that underweight women uh, should gain between 28 and 40 pounds. If you're of a normal weight, and this is calculated using pre-pregnancy BMI, uh, body mass index, by the way, normal weight women should gain between 25 and 35 pounds. If you are overweight, between 15 and 25. If you are considered obese, 15 pounds is the recommendation. And if you're carrying twins... It's normal to gain 35 to 45 pounds. And that range of recommended weights is relatively new because in the early 20th century, doctors were very strict with uh, pregnant women about sticking to 15 to 20 pounds. Uh, we read some stories of women who were terrified to go to their gynecologist for their checkup, mm-hmm. be, you know, fearing that they had gained too much weight and be chastised for it. And then in the 1960s, the average weight gain among pregnant women was about 25 pounds. And so in the 1970s, the recommended uh, weight gain was then raised to 25. And in 1990, 25 to 35 pounds was just across the board, the recommended range. Yeah, and what has happened between 1990 and now uh, is basically that there are many more obese women in society. 
So the Institute of Medicine changed its guidelines in May of 2009. Uh, their, their previous recommendations had been released in 1990. And according to the IOM, um, American women are now a more diverse group. More of them are having twins and triplets, and they tend to be older when they become pregnant. And as they point out, women today are also heavier. So the guidelines for weight gain have, have been boosted up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. So in 2003, the average weight gain among pregnant women was 30.5 pounds, according to the National Center for Health Statistics. But uh, according to the American Congress for Obstetricians and Gynecologists, the weight gain has gone up even since then. Uh, and they report that one in five women gained more than 40 pounds during pregnancy, which is considered excessive for all women, regardless of their BMI. Correct. And in 2008, uh, approximately a third of pregnant women had weight gains outside of the recommended Institute of Medicine guidelines, whether that's the one in five who gained more than 40 pounds or the 8% who gained fewer than 11 pounds, which is pretty bad territory. Mm -hmm. And we're not so much concerned about exceeding those recommended weight gains because of, uh, you know, celebrity-induced... Uh, need to get back to your pre-baby body. Right, erase any sign that you ever had a child. Exactly. It's not a concern about that, but legitimate concerns for uh, maternal health and health of that developing baby. Right. Uh, the weight breakdown that WebMD gives is pretty interesting. I, I never really thought about it in terms of all the, the stuff that's going on in your body that's causing you to gain weight. It's not just the baby you're carrying around, because if the only weight was the baby, you would only get like eight pounds heavier. Right. So so their breakdown shows that the baby itself is about eight pounds, give or take. I was only six something. I was very oh. tiny. I was, I was also jaundiced. So anyway, uh, the placenta is about two to three pounds, uh, as is the amniotic fluid and the breast tissue. Uh, blood supply is about four pounds. Uterus increase two to five. And the, the runner-up to the baby itself is... Fat stores for delivery and breastfeeding, which is five to nine pounds. And that adds up to a total of 25 to 35 pounds. And um, if we chart that across the trimesters, you typically gain about two to four pounds during your first three months and about one pound per week for the remainder of the pregnancy. And according to the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists across the pond, uh, they say that really all that's needed for in terms of that eating for two it's only 100 to 300 additional calories per day, equivalent to a couple pieces of toast. Which I'm sorry, that is a <laughs> letdown. That is to a me. letdown. I know. I would totally. What about all those nachos eat, and about, cartons of ice cream? What about those whole rotisserie chickens? Yeah, entire pizzas. Man, way to burst our bubble, Brits. <laughs> And speaking of gaining weight, according to Maternal and Child Health Journal in 2009, excess pregnancy weight is associated with an increased risk of the child being overweight, and the impact is greater among high and obese BMI women than normal BMI women. And the Royal, back to the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, they say that the risks to the baby of the, the mother being overweight uh, include miscarriage, neural tube defects, larger birth weight, stillbirth, and obesity and diabetes for the child later in life. Not to mention that obese women have more difficult labors and births and are more likely to need an emergency C-section. Right, and as you mentioned earlier, um, pregnancy weight gain is more of a concern. And even uh, not so much pregnancy weight gain, but um, pre 
uh, conception weight is more of a concern because now, according to the Institutes of Medicine, nearly two-thirds of U.S. women who are of childbearing age are overweight or obese. So really, gynecologists are starting to urge um, potential mothers to, instead of thinking so much about how much weight they might gain while they're pregnant, but to think about whether or not they need to lose weight before they begin trying to conceive. Absolutely. And uh, a 2007 study by the, uh, in the European Journal of Clinical Nutrition found that ca- counseling women before and during pregnancy does make somewhat of a difference. Um, the study showed that they counseled women on um, adding high-fiber foods, uh, increasing vegetable and fruit intake, and it, was, it didn't prevent excessive gestational weight gain, but that group, the one that was counseled, did not have any high birth weight babies. Mm-hmm. The, the eight mothers who did have high birth weight babies were all in the control group, the ones who received no counseling, and they chalked that up to the mothers, on average who had the overweight babies being taller. I'm sorry, not overweight babies, (laughs) high birth weight babies. Um, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm really not. Um, Those eight mothers were on average taller, had higher gestational weight gain, so they gained more during pregnancy, and they had longer gestation than the other women, neither the control or the intervention group. But that kind of comprehensive uh, nutritional care and counseling will also depend on the kind of health care that a mother um, has available to her. For mm-hmm. instance, there was another study finding that low-income women in particular are more at risk for that excessive pregnancy weight gain because they are the least likely to receive that kind of prenatal care. Yeah, and, you know, just just reaffirming what we've said, the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, I really should maybe start using their acronym, said that it is best if overweight women lose weight before they conceive um, because dieting during pregnancy is just not recommended. And I know we talked about how it is possible to lose weight when you when you get pregnant, um, when you first get pregnant, just because maybe you're starting to eat healthier. But going on some massive diet and starting to exercise too much when you're pregnant, give yourself a break. Right. That is, that is the last thing that we want to uh, somehow accidentally get across is that you're supposed to diet during pregnancy because that is the opposite of what you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas moderate exercise, like walking, or swimming. My mother, for instance, took ballet while she was pregnant. Those kind of gentle exercises are okay. And of course, you want to eat healthy food, but any kind of dietary restrictions or even exercise regimens that you might put yourself on should be guided by your doctor. Correct. Uh, Another 2000 study, this one published in the journal Obstetrics and Gynecology, showed that overweight women who gained less than the recommended 15 pounds, now this is overweight women who gained less than 15 pounds during pregnancy, actually had better pregnancy outcomes with a lower risk of preeclampsia, C-section delivery, and abnormal size babies. And abnormal size babies is not my quote, it's theirs. So I'm, I'm really trying not to be mean. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, we have to talk about something that has uh, come more into mainstream medical discussions in the past few years, and that's something called pregorexia, which is when when pregnant women will intentionally uh, starve themselves when they're pregnant because there's this association in the mind between uh, being pregnant and just getting fat. Right. Yeah, a lot. Of, I mean, you, it's not uncommon to hear pregnant women 
uh, talk about just feeling so big. Mm-hmm. You know, I have several friends who've, who've had babies and they just said, I, you know, I feel like I'm as big as a house. And, it, you know, you're like, well, you're pregnant, lady. You're <laughs> carrying a child inside of you. It's okay, you know, to gain a little weight. Obviously, you're going to get bigger than you were pre-pregnancy. According to WebMD, pre, uh, pregorexia is rare, but it might be more common among women with a history of eating disorders or those who have a weak social support system. And just like um, the relationship between obesity and exceeding the recommended pregnancy weight can potentially cause problems for that baby, pregorexia, obviously you're not taking care of your body as you should, and those can also cause certain kinds of um, birth problems as well. Right. Um, health officials, this is uh, from a New York Times article, health officials estimate that about 20% of pregnant women don't gain enough weight, which can lead to things like premature delivery, low birth weight, and long-term health problems. And the Daily Beast and uh, the Double X blog over at Slate and um, other sources have pondered whether or not um, our celebrity obsession with baby bumps and then tracking from the, the baby bump to how fast is she going to lose her pregnancy weight and, oh, look, she's back in her bikini body. Uh, these incredible transformations that we now chart on uh, in our tabloid culture are somehow simulating more pregorexia among mothers. But uh, statistically, it's still more of the exception, whereas uh, more women are tend to exceed their weight gain. Right. And not to sound like a bitter hag or anything, but I mean, c- celebrities, your typical celebrity probably has... A nanny of some kind, somebody else helping. So a trainer. And they don't have a daily job exactly. that they have to go to unless they're on a movie set or something. So, I mean, you know, they have time to exercise a lot mm-hmm. right after baby comes. And speaking of postpartum weight loss, I'll be very interested to hear from uh, listeners out there, mothers out there um, who have had to go through this. Because obviously... It takes a while to get that weight off, Mm -hmm. and that's going to be different for everyone. Right. The Mayo Clinic, they have some general advice that says if you exercised, you know, gently during your pregnancy and you had an uncomplicated vaginal delivery, it's generally safe to start exercising within a few days of delivery. I personally would use that as an excuse to sit around in my pajamas, but... Well, and fun fact, you lose about 10 pounds during childbirth. Yeah, but the rest of that fat that's hanging on there needs a little help. And so, the Mayo Clinic recommendation, start slowly and be gentle with yourself. Know that you're not some crazy celebrity who loses all that weight right away and is in a bikini two weeks after. Or walking on the Victoria's Secret runway. What is up with those Victoria's Secret models? I feel like they all give birth and then they're on the runway the next day. Well, and the the thing that we have to take into account, too, is, well, it might be hard to go out for that five-mile jog when you have a newborn <laughs> to right. take care of. Who so can't regulate its own body temperature. Exactly. Now, there's also the theory that breastfeeding might stimulate postpartum weight loss. Uh, For instance, there was a study a couple years ago among 36,000 Danish women that found that the more a woman breastfeeds, the less weight that she was retaining six months after birth. And of course, we have to take into account whether she was overweight before, what she gained during the pregnancy, Mm -hmm. and how long she was nursing. And then a small study, this is a a separate study by Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center, 
found something different, and they found that non-lactating women lost more body fat than lactating women at six months and at a faster rate. Conflicting study results. Oh, my God. What do we do? Yeah, in that uh, in that conflicting result, they thought that maybe prolactin, uh, which is an appetite stimulant, could lead nursing mothers to overeat, and non-lactating mothers might be able to exercise more vigorously in the first six months. Right. Because you are... Um, expending a lot of calories when you're breastfeeding your mm-hmm. baby. It's about uh, 600 calories a yeah, day, I think. But you also have to take a lot in to keep that up. And so if you're not, maybe if you're not taking in enough calories, mm-hmm. you could be shedding weight faster than, than average. I'm not sure. But one interesting point that UNC Greensboro nutrition professor Cheryl Lovelady pointed out is that some of these rapidly shrinking breastfeeders, which is the name of my next band, <laughs> uh, were, quote-unquote, restrained eaters before pregnancy, which slowed their metabolism. Uh, once they got pregnant and they're eating more, and once they're breastfeeding and maybe taking in more calories, they're actually eating enough to keep their metabolisms up and running. Mm-hmm. So eating more could help you lose more. Uh, and according to a 2003 study from the International Journal of Obesity, this was um, charting women's postpartum, or I guess preconception weight, and then their weight a year later. Women were on average 3 to 13 pounds heavier than they were preconception. However, 41.7% of the sample population had body weights equal to or less than their early pregnancy body weights. So... You know, obviously, during during that first year, um, it it's probably not going to be so easy to to slip back to your pre birth weight. You might never see that pre birth weight again, but um, by and large, you can you do you do lose a lot of it. Sounds mm-hmm. like you know who else can't lose the the pre baby or the I'm sorry the post baby weight. Dads, dads, dads can't lose it either. This was uh yeah here here's the thing, women, as you're listening to this and thinking, man. Yeah, this is just another another <laughs> road to hoe for us. Well, this uh, pregnancy weight gain also affects men. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2009, British research firm OnePoll reported that dads-to-be gain an average of 14 pounds during their partner's pregnancy. There were 5,000 men who answered this survey, and they all said that they were eating more as their partner's pregnancies progressed. And they're, they they break it down. Uh, the top one is eating out more frequently, the top reason. Hmm. So that's 42%. 41% increased availability of snacks in the house, I okay. guess like pickles and ice cream. Food cravings. Mm-hmm. Food cravings. And the one that I'm a little skeptical of, Yeah. well, a lot skeptical of, 25% said that they gained weight because they had a desire to make their partner feel better about her own weight gain. That sounds like a the convenient excuse <laughs> like, for no. going to that snack <laughs> cupboard. I'm just trying to make her feel better. Yeah, no, I'll just eat more of these these chips. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and the the last one at twenty percent, they said uh, being served larger portions by the moms to be who were clearly holding them down, right. tying them down, and force feeding them. I'm sure. But then after all is said and done, only thirty percent said that they joined their partner in postpartum dieting. Yeah. So watch out, fellas. You you are not <laughs> immune to this pregnancy weight gain. Um, and since we have mentioned the pickles and ice cream a few times, uh, fun fact about pregnancy food cravings, scientists still don't know why moms-to-be have strange cravings. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of possibilities. Um, it could be your body just telling you it needs something. It could be the, w- the way that your body fulfills its quota 
for the day of things like sodium. Um, but uh, WebMD talks about how possibly we could chalk up these cravings to hormonal shifts. Hormones do intensify the sense of smell, which can influence taste. And frankly, if you're feeling bloated and crabby, you just might seek out comfort food. Mm-hmm. Which is why um, dietitian Elisa Zied and WebMD recommend dividing your meals uh, during pregnancy into five or six smaller meals during the day. Right. Avoid drops in blood sugar. Avoid the craving. You can just constantly graze. Exactly. But graze on, like, beans and pasteurized milk and broccoli, lean beef, fortified orange juice. And you know what? I bet that there are so many women listening right now who have been pregnant and experienced these kind of cravings mm-hmm. who are sitting just laughing at us right now. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I wanted I wanted beans, <laughs> gals. That sounds... Oh, yogurt, low-fat yogurt. Yeah, hey, Pass well, it over. look, whatever. If you can stomach some sweet potatoes and whole grains, more power to you, ladies. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, what was our initial question? Is there a normal pregnancy weight gain? There are recommended guidelines mm-hmm. now based on the BMI. Doctors are now more concerned about women's weight in pregnancy, um, not so much because of how much we're gaining, but how much we're weighing beforehand because mm-hmm. of the obesity epidemic. It sounds like before you get pregnant, or if you if you know that you want to get pregnant, just try to be as healthy as you can. Mm-hmm. And then during your pregnancy, obviously... Cut out the drinking and smoking, like we said earlier. Yeah. And eat some healthy food. Mm-hmm. Right. It sounds like the good mindset is to take is to strike the balance. You, you, pregnancy is not a time to lose weight, and it is also not the time to open the floodgates. Eat entire chocolate cake. Right. Because not only will you probably exceed those recommended parameters, but so will your partner. Right. <laughs> it affects everyone. Yeah. But I want to know, I mean, how much weight... Have our listeners gained when they've been pregnant? Has anyone given them guff for it? And also the pressure of getting off that postpartum weight. I think that's, that's the, the thing that, that might, um, be an issue for so many women is, uh, you, you feel so large by the end of your third trimester and then all of a sudden you're expected to be back to your pre-baby body. Yeah, which is silly. It is silly. Um, give yourself a break. Yeah. Write, write us though and let us, let us know your thoughts on, on all of this. Momstuff at HowStuffWorks.com is the email address. And we've got a couple letters to share here. First one comes from Krista, and this is in response to our episode on psychopaths. She writes, I just listened to Do More Men Pass a Psychopath Test, and some of the terms you used to describe mental disorders were slightly offensive. As someone who is diagnosed as bipolar, people often associate me as being someone who is violent or dangerous in some manner. Using words like crazy to describe someone with any type of mental illness or personality disorder increases those stereotypes, as does throwing around words like asylum lightly. I have been placed in a psych ward, and once a person comes out of a quote-unquote asylum, they lose credibility in society because people often assume that to be an inmate, you must be dangerous. Never mind that most people who are institutionalized are there to protect them from themselves, not for the safety of others. So a good reminder from Krista. Yeah. All right. This email is from Kristen. It's about our sex education podcasts, plural. 
I told my daughters everything they needed to know as early as seemed appropriate. Then, as they approached puberty, I told them that I was fully aware I couldn't prevent them from from having sex and I wouldn't try. I advised them to wait until they were sure they were ready, then come to me and tell me, and I would take them to the doctor for the birth control pill. This method worked. Both girls came to me when they were ready to start having sex. Each was in a long-term relationship and in the latter teens, and I took them to get the pill. I also pressed upon them the importance of using condoms to prevent STDs. Neither one of them has made me a grandma yet, and the eldest is already older than I was when I conceived her, 21. I think the main problem parents have is thinking they can prevent teens from having sex. If you just admit they're going to do it when they feel like doing it, you'll save yourself headache, heartache, and accidental grandparenthood. So kudos to you, Mom, for at-home sex education. Well done. Uh, and if you have anything to send our way, you can email us at momstuff at howstuffworks.com. You can go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash stuff mom never told you. Or you can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast. And then if you're looking for something to read during the week, you can head to the blog. It's stuff mom never told you at howstuffworks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join House of Work staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The House of Work's iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?